Welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Macy, and this is a series where we explore the proper mindset, strategies, attitudes um, that are being used by successful and inspirational photographers in the Instagram community. Um, and we're diving into their headspace so that we can... Um, take some of what they're doing and implement it in our own um, shooting and in our own photographic endeavors so that we can reach our own versions of success. Um, Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say today's a big milestone. Uh, This is episode 25. That's 25 weeks in a row. Um, An episode of The Photographer Mindset has come out. Um, Just like really happy um, and proud um, and really grateful for everyone who's listened Um, whether this is your first episode or whether this is your 25th episode, I just want to say thank you so much for listening before we got into it with, uh, Andy Vu, who I have here today. What better person to have on for the 25th episode? Andy is super, super talented. Him and I have been following each other for a while. We've never actually talked until, uh, before we started recording, but, uh, I'm excited to get into it with you today, Andy, and, um, just start off by letting everybody know your, um, introduction to photography, and then we'll get into what we have planned for today. Yeah, so um, I got into photograph- photography three years ago. Um, so my my roommate has a uh, a camera that was just sitting around and he's not using it. And then um, I wanted to, you know, I've been traveling even before start taking photos. So right. and I always like want to take like nice photo with my phone because um, I was shy away from the camera, the DSLR, because of how technical it can be, and right. it's just like. Yeah, it just like makes so much harder if I just want a photo and I just want to share with my friend on Facebook and quick and easy. So that was the yeah. iPhone was was what um, got me into photography first um, really? while traveling. Yeah, so I would just take photo with the iPhones and share with my friends and stuff. And then um, and then at that time, it was 2017, 2018. That's when um, photography on Instagram started to like starts right. um, popping everywhere. So when I see um, Chris Picard's photos of Yosemite and um, yeah. Andy Toll, I'm not even seen hit work before, but oh yeah, and yeah, Andy Toll's um, very popular at that time. Also, post a lot of pictures of Yosemite, would I never heard about the park before either? Um, yeah, so I. <laughs> So all, all of my traveling was in the city at that time because, you know, I, right. I, got a, I got done with college. I have a little bit of money, so I want to, like, explore the <laughs> world. So I just go to, like, big cities and stuff, you know, try different foods and coffee. Most people have no money after college. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm well, glad you had exactly. some. <laughs> I'm glad you had some. Where was yeah. the first place you went after college? Like first traveling place where you went, what was your first excursion seriously to take pictures? Like, where did you go first? I think, I think New York was my first. Really? Yeah. Thrown right into it, huh? Thrown right into the crazy. (laughs) But that was, you know, New New York is is a dream of everybody if you haven't Mm -hmm. been. For some reason, it's just, it's been my dream to go there and just see. And it's like eye opening. So I went to New York and then um, the next was San, Fran- San-, San-, San Francisco and then Seattle. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, but I never got to like go outside of the, of the, of the cities. I just didn't know better, you know? So right. when I heard, when I seen Yosemite photos, then I'm like, okay, I need to uh, start like get better at my photography. I, so I used the camera that my friend has. 
to um, try to learn of like how to use it. And I start to take picture of Houston <laughs> where I live. Yeah, just to, to just know how to use a camera. So I would, and then another thing that interested me was the long exposure. Right, so I think that interests I, everybody. Yeah, it's just not what you see. So like uh-huh. doing the light trail of the cars and stuff like. How how did the photo come out like that? Like this is not what I see with your. It's a great eyes. way to it's a great way to begin to understand how light and the camera works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that also the harder part of taking yeah. photo long exposure is not for beginner. I feel like it's more of like you need to know the apertures and have uh-huh. a tripod and all stuff. So then I start YouTubing how to take light trails of the car and um from that i learned how to use the apertures and how to use the shutter speeds like how just the triangle working and then that's so after one month of doing that around houston i would go take picture almost every day at nighttime after work oh let me just and Apparently, no one wanted to go with me. <laughs> it was like, why would you go take a picture of the street at like 9 p.m.? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's my time and I want to do light trails, so I have to do it at night times. <laughs> right. Uh, so the that's part how... That makes, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the part that, was, that made me laugh about that is you said, you know, after work, you were going to shooting and it was a good segue into one of the things I want to talk to you about because you're an ICU nurse and I can't believe you have energy after that. <laughs> I can't believe you have energy to go after and 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 shoot um, trails and streaks. <laughs> but that was, that was like therapeutic for me. I feel like it's like... Oh, right on. Yeah, it's like, like my hobby. So I when I'm doing it, I didn't feel like tired or I didn't feel like I'm actually... Um, I feel like I'm investing my time into it. And then, so then I wanted to do a Yosemite trip. So like that, that prep, that put me like a month. So I planned the trip was like a month in advance. Um, Mm -hmm. So by that time, when I took the trip, I know how to work the camera. (laughs) Right. Because you'd hate to not know when you're there. (laughs) Yeah. And then I went with my friend, um, Eric, who lived in um, Ukiah, which is in the north side of San Francisco, and he already is a photographer. So I like I invited him to join me, mm-hmm. um, and that's where everything began. After that trip, cool, man. I, yeah, every every trip after that would just national parks and outdoors and no more and cities. Each trip, right? So each trip gets better and better and you learn more and more and you get more skilled. That's the best part. Yeah, I feel like because um, when I share my photos on Instagram, like just with my close friends and stuff, and then they start to, you know, giving me compliments and stuff. And I feel like that's a little bit of confident boost. I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, so I actually doing something right. <laughs> right. So that's how well, that's I, interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of people right out of the start, begin posting with the intent of I'm going to post so that everybody knows how good I am. Whereas um, you started off just kind of wanting to share stuff with your friends. Like that's really humble in a way. And then I feel like you just evolved as a photographer naturally from that. Your friends started sharing it and actually noticing your skill and your hard work and your talent, which is 
probably a more um, wholesome and organic way to go about growing, which I really like. I think that's really cool. Um, just yeah. the fact that you said I started from iPhone cause I just wanted to show my friends where I was and what I was up to. Um, it's really mm-hmm. humble and I like that. Um, thank you. But I wanted and to that, talk that, about, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was saying at that time, I don't think Instagram is like, like try to grow on Instagram wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know, it, it was just, just kinda, like, oh, yeah. you use Instagram organically to share with your friend or you take the food pictures and then it's mostly like, oh, kind of like showing off people like I'm doing this, I'm doing, I'm doing cool thing, eating good foods and stuff. Uh, rather than like, oh, I try to have like ten thousand followers or twenty thousand followers because right. that wasn't a thing, you know, back then. Right. So I mean, I, this is a good point. Um, fast forward to today, right? Instagram is insane. It's a beast, right? It's crazy. There's so much going on. Um, I've been thinking a lot recently about why as creators we post on Instagram, like in general, like why, why do you and I feel the need to even post to social media? We could share those photos with our friends privately. Um, Mm -hmm. but I wonder what it is for, for all of us, why we do what we do. Like, why do you do what you do? If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's, it's an evolving answer. Um, when I first started, um, I was posting it, you know, genuinely just want to share with, you know, my friends and, um, showing like, and then also making memory, like I'm looking back at those, Uh you know, we, we, we timestamp our photos. So looking back, showing, you know, what we've been through, uh, these are, those are the memory and it's, it's like a timeline. I think that's what it was starting, you know, MySpace and Facebook. Yeah. These are timelines. Yeah. So these are like, kind of like a history book of, you know, ourselves. We are, we are creating yeah. it, memories. Um, but then when it's, when my photos start, I feel like it starts getting better and more like recognition from other people who's, you know, that I don't know on Instagram that stuff following. And, uh, and then I, I can see the, the growth from it. And I see, I start seeing people who's like, you know, making money, uh, making like a side money to offset my traveling. Um, and also making new friends. So that's like a bonus for me. It's to like making friends from everywhere. Um, having you know, people from every state that's knowing like all the cool places and hang out and just having a good time. So it's like, it's, I don't know, there's so many answers. <laughs> I wanted to get into um, obviously the current state of the world we're in. Um, you're the first person we've had on who um, their professional job is in health. You're an intensive care unit nurse, right? Um, I just kind of wanted to know what your since it's totally relevant right now, your experience with, or your thoughts on COVID in general and how it's impacted creators. Um, you know, it's been a really difficult time for a lot of people who have felt isolated and cooped up and people aren't able to go places. We're not able to do what we do as freely. Um, I mean, within our own borders, yes, but, um, it's still not the same knowing that you're boxed in. Um, I just kind of wanted to know what your, what your thoughts were on the whole, new world of COVID and, and how it's had an impact on creative people. 
it's just crazy to be honest. It's so chaotic and crazy. <laughs> like we, as as a healthcare or as a nurse, I have not seen anything that as crazy as COVID. Right. Um, the so I I took care of COVID patients for I think a month or over a month, and um, they they are the sickest of the sickest in the ICU because yeah a lot of people recovery you know young people and stuff they they just got sick a little bit and they don't have comorbidity so most of them recover very well but in the ICU we see the sickest of the sickest you know right the one that have like other comorbidities other health issues and it just went downhill like crazy so normally you know a typical ICU days is that we may we have like 30 beds, 36 beds now, where we may only have like five or maybe like two or three that really, really sick. But when 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 COVID hit, almost 90% of of that of my ICU bed was that sick, where it needs wow. like a lot of a lot of attention. Um so we wasn't prepared, you know, like I mean we was kind of prepared but we would we wasn't we didn't know like how this to be turned out so the acuity shoot up like crazy um we need a lot more staff and then on top of that you know the pp ppe um the mass and shortage and stuff so it's like it's just so chaotic every time i go to work and i get home my head was just pounding it just hurt (laughs) i can imagine Uh, man and how you found the time to shoot. <laughs> so during That's those crazy. Times, it already got locked out. So like I didn't even like create content. And then all the weddings and I was planning to be in Japan for cherry cherry blossom during right. you know, the end of March and the first week of you know April. Um and I had to cancel my trip. And then um so all of my trip was cancelled and then a couple of weddings was cancels. Um and I was working part time as a nurse because, you know, for the before that I wanted to do photography full time and nursing part time. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, being part time I still get the paycheck and I still have um health insurance. But I still have right. full benefit with very lucky because most creators have to, you know, buy their own health insurance and, you know, 401k and all the retirement stuff. We have to, it's yeah. like business. So it's a lot of um, headache and stuff. So I, I was lucky. So I was doing working part-time and then shooting full-time, traveling and all that stuff. And then boom, COVID hit. I can't, I can't go anywhere. Um, and they need me to work more because, we only need, you know, there's, we need ICU nurses and stuff. So I pick up, like, like I start working from two days a week to five days a week. <laughs> wow. Because I'm not a person to, like, staying home. Like, it's just, it's just so hard for me to stay in one yeah. place or stay crowded. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. So, like, so. I think for all of us shooting, it's like that, you know? Yeah, it's just hard to. I'm not introvert either, so like it's hard for me to just stay home and do nothing. I just feel so right. unproductive. So I, I, when they need me, I just go and pick up and just work, 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 work like crazy. <laughs> right. 
but like for me, when COVID happened, um, all my plans were canceled. Um, lost like all my revenue from photography because I couldn't shoot businesses and, and things like that. Um, but I think, and couldn't travel anywhere either. I think what was a really nice thing for me was to, um, go back into the archives and like revisit old shots and with new knowledge and try editing those and, um, or maybe shots that I missed. I think really going to the archives helped me transport back to those places that I had traveled. Um, and that helped a lot for me. Um, stay just creative. like, as, yeah, stay creative and stay, um, like motivated and feel productive. You know, you mentioned feeling productive. <laughs> yeah. Cause I wasn't right? very productive during those times. And when I got COVID, I had to stay home for a week and I was like, that that's was right. The- you had COVID, right? And how was your experience with it? Like, did you feel uh, sick? I feel sick for a day. Um, really didn't have any fever, but I just feel very exhausted and I just slept a lot. Um, right. but then after a couple of days, Oh, I, I couldn't smell anything for like a whole week. Really? I yeah. I lost the sense of smell at that time. Those symptoms was very, um, atypical. So like not a lot of, um, it wasn't classified, you know, COVID symptoms and stuff. Right. But then, um, yeah, that was one of the things that I noticed like vividly because I try to smell every single thing out of all my favorite food, all the stinky yeah. things I could not smell. Um, <laughs> so that was like, a, lucky I still have my taste. So I wasn't like not eating. So I was still eating like crazy. I just not smell it. <laughs> oh, really? How yeah. has it been now? Do you feel totally fine now? I think. I think I I got most of it back. Like I would say ninety five percent back, but my um, some of my friends that still they couldn't smell, um, not as you know not as good as before, and it's been like a few months. Right. So it does have. I feel like COVID does have some sort of um, residual or long term effect on certain you know functions. Right. That's scary. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is something that's very crazy. Like, you would think you get over it, but I don't know. And I, I see some people on the internet that have reinfection too. So that makes me scared because I thought I'm like immune, right. but apparently, you think you're good. Yeah, uh, reinfection is going on, or they. Do you think it's here to stay? Like, wh- where do you see COVID heading? As somebody who's in this field, like, you know, what I mean, no, I is think this- I think it'll be with us for another year. Um, not until like the vaccine came out. And even that, it'll take like a few months for, you know, the vaccine to be, you know, contrib- like distributed to everybody. And then hopefully the vaccine is like work 100% working and all that stuff. So it'll be, it'll be around for like another year. Right. Hopefully. I've almost forgotten what the world was like before COVID. <laughs> yeah i feel like every time i see a photo every time i see a photo of like a group of people that's make me like itching I'm like oh that's how it used to be <laughs> right yeah like, so, like, I mean, like, like, like a crowded place you know <laughs> yeah With concerts and oh my god yeah um, like, <laughs> so it's somebody like you're a very busy person obviously and and being an icu nurse in recent months and, and past year has probably been like, well, like you said, very demanding on you mentally. Um, but you still managed a way t- 
to find a way to get out and take pictures and shoot and, you know, still have a personal life. Um, how do you manage all of those things and still say, still stay completely <laughs> sane? Um, like, are you scheduling? Are you making schedules for your time? Are you dedicating certain um, hours of the day to, or certain days of the week to certain things? Um, or are you having to sacrifice other things? I know a lot of people struggle with saying um, no to certain things like, no, I can't do that. Like, how are you able to, um, juggle everything, do everything? Um, you know, I don't have like, do you sleep like two hours a night? (laughs) (laughs) I sleep, I sleep a lot on my, on the day that I don't work and I don't typically, um, plan my week. I feel like I should have, but I just, I, so my priority for like, scheduling would be like work get it done because i only need to work like three days right now which is 12 13 hours a day so three days that would put me at 40 hours or 36 40 hours so my priority of the week would be like you know work work my premium of minimum hours and then the rest of the week uh, would be either you know emailing brands and um, plan my trips and photographies or if someone have family photos that they book me. So I just, you know, squeeze them in those days that right. I'm off and then um, try to, you know, work out as much as I can, like three or four times a week, squeeze those time in. Right. And then my free time would be, you know, editing photos. And now I try to hang out with my friends more. But the last um, couple of years, I, you know, my social life has been very diminished because <laughs> right. uh, I, they always tell me like, you never in town, you only go out town, you like somewhere in New England, somewhere in Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So like, but that pretty much my life is just, I've been traveling and then go back and work and then edit photos and then traveling work, edit photos, traveling, work, edit photos. That's why I have not have, you know, social life with, you know, friends and family, not so much. With, well, I think that's natural as people get busier with the things they're really into. I think your social circle starts yeah. to get smaller and I don't think that's a horrible thing. Um, yeah, not a horrible like thing. Said, but it can be tough to like... Yeah, it can be tough. Feel like you're letting go of certain people, but... Yeah, you're also making new friends, especially with the internet and the virtual age. Like, I'm sure you have <laughs> friends around the world now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like sometimes I need to like reevaluate like what's important. You know, what's priorities for sure. Especially during the COVID time, I feel like I might need to spend time with my family more. Especially my, you know, um, my aunt, my uncle, my mom, and dad and stuff here. Like they, they older than you know, not our age and stuff. And I feel like I've been, you know, neglecting the family portion of life right. and just seeing, you know, seeing COVID, um, seeing people that's literally dying with their family next to them or families crying over the phone, um, FaceTiming that couldn't be next to, you know, the COVID right. patients. That make me feel like I might need to reevaluate my time spending. Like, wow, it's not eh? just, yeah. It's not just about me. It's not just about what I like anymore. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's, it's about, you know, my family and stuff where you never know what tomorrow, what's, what really is going on right now. You never know what's going to happen the next right. year. Um, no, I think that's really important. I feel the same way. Just like during COVID, I became, I started doing a lot of like looking inwards and self-reflection and thinking about, you know, what, like you said, what really is important. Um, and, you know, I think definitely um, your family and your, your really close friends are important above all, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I really think that's a good message to give to people. I think it's easy to get lost in shooting and um, the internet and technology and social media. It's so easy. It's such a distraction. Um, I think it's good. And, and if anything, COVID has been a really good reminder or not reminder, but a chance for people to, um, I guess, really sit down and do some thinking. Like for me, don't get me wrong. COVID is a horrible thing and lots of people have died. But for me personally, it's been one of the greatest times in my life because it's allowed me to really, um, you know, do that kind of thinking. I don't know if, yeah. if, how, what you think about that, but I probably wouldn't have had certain thoughts and certain revelations um, had I not had the time to like ponder. Yeah, that's true. And then even financially as well, it's like right. seeing people who are, you know, losing their job and or who cannot work and, you know, their paycheck depend on, let's say, the government or unemployment mm-hmm. and stuff make me realize you know how lucky like my job is essential right. so that's one thing that i i glad i went into you know nursing and stuff and also, well, i think it makes you, you grateful know, yeah right? like grateful and also planning for like my my future you know what if like i was to lose my job like how am i gonna pay for you know myself and stuff so i started looking into like investments and right um and, you know, saving and stuff and not just wastefully spending and traveling. Right. And, yeah. Right. No, I feel I'll you. It's a <laughs> very good opportunity for people to do some thinking and some futuristic planning and to, I don't know, learn or change things about yeah. yourself or that you don't like. Um, you mentioned um, earlier about uh, doing family photo sessions. How do you go about booking those and landing those? Like, how do you get clients are they friends of family or is there how are people finding you so all of my um clients are friends actually they are all right. my friends um so i have not advertised anything regarding to like family photos or because um i don't know i just feel like i didn't really had the need for it. So I, like I told you, like I've been, you know, busy with, you know, working and traveling and stuff. So I don't really have time to like do those things. But when a friend asked me to do it, then, um, then I start doing it. And then it's word of mouth. They recommend to their friends. And then my, I'm very fortunate that my coworker is at the age where they have families right. or they engage or, you know, in the early thirties, and you know late 20s they engage they have families they have their kids so they want a photo taken and then one after another i've been taking photo of <laughs> all my friends right um so that's kind of nice i didn't have to uh go about or uh, advertise or work so hard to get client the client just come to me and 
Yeah, I mean, I'm word of mouth they, is the best marketing. Yeah, I'm glad they I enjoy love word my of work. Mouth. <laughs> and they love it. So I'm like, here's my photos. You yeah, like right it. So, I mean, that was- that's how I've gotten a lot of my work. It's just um, somebody's seen a photo of something else and mess or asked that person who took this for you and it comes my way. You know what I mean? There's really nothing really better than um, word of mouth marketing, in my opinion. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they trust you more. Yeah. Yeah. Really. They know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it just goes to say, it goes back to what we've talked a lot about on this series is, um, like your friends and family too, are most like 99% of the time are your biggest supporters, um, in photography and what you do. And I feel like a lot of people think that that's cheating or they're not a real photographer because of that. But if you think about the most successful musicians or artists or whatever, their friends and family were their original fans and their original clients. Um, So like, that's how you got to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I would, I wouldn't measure the success based on other people's judgment, you know? Exactly. That's what this whole thing is about is, you know, your, your success is entirely up. Your version of success is entirely up to you. I mean, not everybody needs to make this a profession. You know, like nobody, not everybody listening needs to be a professional photographer. Um, if you're striving for that, good for you. But like success for somebody might just be um, like going to Oregon and taking a cool picture. Like that might be all you want to do. Or like you just want to take a cool picture to show your mom. I don't know. Like, yeah. Or you might want to make a million dollars from photography. Like I have no clue. The range is so large and that's what's so awesome. And that's what this whole show is about is um, establishing what you want, like what your version of success is, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You talked about too, how you, um, when you're at home and with free time, you'd be emailing brands. Um, cause you've done a lot of brand work. We've actually both done brand work for the same company, which was kind of yeah. cool. when I found that out Arctic zone, um, yeah. a lot of people who who are listening are want to get involved in that kind of stuff. Um, and it's interesting. You said you email, so I guess you don't really typically DM, which is, I want to know about why you email over DM or if you do both to brands yeah, so- and just like. I want to know your strategy when you're trying to attract a, a, a brand to shoot for them. So I usually do, I usually started with a uh, DM them first on the, on the, in, on Instagram to, mm-hmm. and most of the brand, they prefer to you to do email as well. So when, when they reply to my DM, they usually send me an email a uh, contact person who's in charge of you know yeah. social media uh, marketing and stuff and that's where the emails uh coming from you should already have like a portfolio um of your work on your or website at have, yeah at least have a website already made so people can look at your work and visit your works and, and stuff where they will be interested in working with you rather than you know not having anything that's just, you know, uh, a beginner tip. So, yeah, so like I, I spend some time DM and send them emails and work out a deal or send them uh, my rate. Let, let them know that I'm interested in working with, with their mm-hmm. product. So, 
or sometimes I use a third party platform. Um, okay. Where they already have everything set up, and you know the brand would post a, a campaign, and then um, I look over their requirements, um, and then the deadline, and then I would apply. So those also another way to do it. I do you know any any third party sites off the top of your head? Like I use one called oh. uh, I think it's Mini Social. Sometimes sends me stuff in emails, um, and I'll check oh. that out, and I can either opt in or opt out. Um, oh, I haven't heard. That. <laughs> That's I haven't heard of that site, but uh, I use a uh, Coley. Mm-hmm. You heard Coley? Yeah. How do you spell that? Do you know? C O H L E Y. So Coley okay. is one of them, and then um, another one is Aspire. Aspire IQ. Okay. Um, okay. And then where's there's another, but yeah, if if you Google or if someone want to learn, I would just Google um, social marketing. Yeah, or YouTube. Yes, social marketing platform. And then I think they if you if if you're interested in doing social media marketing, then they usually require you to have like some sort of follower. Um, right. That would be. I think like a minimum like five k or ten k followers, because you know the whole purpose is to share their product to your following. So if you don't have yeah. followers, then they're not gonna be interested in working with you. Um, so that's the whole point of having followers. Or on Coley, there's a lot of campaign just about creating content, photography, without social, right. yeah, without posting. So for people who, you know, want to be interested in just doing creating content and photo for the brand without posting on their site, you know, due to whatever reason, aesthetic or stuff, then they can just create content and photos for them without having to post. That's another good option for people too, especially that's a good way for people to build their portfolio if they don't have one. Um, Mm -hmm. but I say this to people all the time. I say, there's really no excuse why you can't have a portfolio because there's so many things around your house and so many products that you use. Um, you could just, you could do it, build a portfolio in a day. If you really got up and decided and dedicated to it, you could do a whole pro you have all the shots you need in a day, fake it till you make it as they would say. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about your desire. I mean, if you, that's, that's my belief. If you work hard enough, you, you should be able to do it. That's just how I feel. You know, it's really you as it simple as that. If you want to work hard, you can do whatever you want. Um, exactly. And I think naturally, <laughs> yeah, I think naturally YouTube. like people are inherently lazy though. Like it's very in general, like I mean, even yeah, myself, yeah. sometimes it's the hardest part is getting going, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you talk about that. I feel like that's a lot of, you know, people have been DMing me about asking for locations. And then that's really bothered me because first I already like leave a state or I already geotag a state or even sometimes like the mountain name. All you have to do is like Googling and you'll see, you know, the height or whatever, but they keep 
DMing me asking for the exact location or exact GPS coordinate. And I'm like, you need to do some work. <laughs> I can't hitting you. Yeah, it's just so annoying. Like I have to do the work to get there. So I feel like you should be doing the same work to get there as well. So right. <laughs> so when you're when you're pitching brands, let's get back to that. When you're pitching brands, like how don't give away your secrets obviously, but what are you what are the important things to mention to brands in a DM or in an email? There's really no secrets. <laughs> um so I usually tell them, you know, like well first you gotta be interested in their products or you gotta like their products for you to wanting to work with them. So don't mm-hmm. don't work with don't work with brand that if you don't believe in their vision or you don't uh, you wouldn't maybe if you haven't used their product but if you wouldn't use their product then I wouldn't be working with them you know right so that's the first priority like, priority is like you know work with brand that you would you know would you would be using their product or would be proud of. And then the second thing you're telling them is, you know, ask if they need content. I mean, you know, provide your expertise. What is your expertise? Um, doing videos, doing photos, doing travel photos, or just simply showing Yeah, drone work. Or you, or you just want to, the product's so good, you just want to share them with your friends. Right, so be honest about it, you know? Yeah, that's that marketing, right? You'd be like, hey, um, I really love your products. I can provide, for me, I can provide content, which is photos in beautiful places. Mm-hmm. Was I going to send them like my photo as let's say in the mountain using their products and stuff? Right. And then I can tell them I can also do social marketing where I share your products with all my followers. And then I start to give them like my stats. Which is like you know my followers, my view, mm-hmm. my comments, my like, my rich, um, all that good stuff. And then you know I can also provide stories, so they get, you know they, and then they have the full right to use my content for their you know own social media and advertisement. You know after after the first campaign then second campaign and then you know go on and on but you gotta build a church you gotta and then you gotta make you know work a little extra above the requirement i usually yeah, give them always go above photos. and beyond yeah yeah i would i mean i would give like extra photos and you know make the client happy and that's where they can rehire you yeah, something like a bonus. And I feel the same way. I think this, the first time around that a, a brand decides to work with you is really just like a first date. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second time, the second date is more important because they're comfortable with you now. Um, they know what you're about. And if you get a if you, you get a second go around, that's a big compliment because you did really well on your first try. Um, but I mean, it's really easy to gains it's really difficult to gain someone's trust i mean it's so easy to lose it like you know if you don't you don't follow deadlines or you miss something and you're never going to hear back so i mean it's no different than you know a job a regular job (laughs) in that sense 
Yeah, um, and then go ahead. Mm-hmm. What well, you were saying for the deadline that's also very important because a lot of the you know a lot of campaign is like so new products and stuff. So the brand would need would need to have you know a set deadline for you know and the photo for them to share to their followers as well. So the deadline is very important. Yeah. Well, if they pay um, you on time, you better deliver your product on time. <laughs> Yeah, for real though. You got to say what you mean and mean what you say. Um, do you also, we've, you've touched on it briefly or mentioned it throughout this podcast that you do wedding and engagement stuff. Um, I think that's very tempting. It's a very tempting area for, well, first of all, let me say this. Um, there's this seems to be this notion out there that if you're a good photographer, that you'd be like, if you're a good wildlife, nature, landscape photographer, you'd be a good wedding photographer or engagement photographer, because I can't tell you the amount of times people have like hinted at or said like, Oh, someday when I get married, Seth, you're going to take my pictures. And I'm just like, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Because I cannot picture myself doing wedding stuff. And I could name you 10 other people who would do a way better job than me. Um, I mean, I think it's tempting for a lot of people because there's good money in it. You know what I mean? Like you can make a lot from a wedding um, and respect to yourself and other people who do weddings because I know how much work that is and how much pressure there is. Like moments disappear in an instant when you're doing wedding photography. If you mess that up, it's over. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure that I don't need, but I'm interested to hear from you because there'll be a lot of people listening who are maybe thinking about how to get into wedding photography or if it's, if they should get into wedding photography. And I kind of want to know what your experience has been, um, in terms of if it's been worth it between the work and what you get paid and kind of the good and bad parts, if there are both. In order to be a successful wedding photographer, you gotta, you know, put in a lot of work. Actually, like you gotta do so much. Um, you gotta be creative. Your work had to be different because the market is very saturated. It's very oh, competitive. Sure. Yeah, it's very competitive, and then a lot of people who has camera, all the people would think, "Oh, you have a professional camera. You can, you can do wedding photography." Right. <laughs> or yeah. you- Nice photo. You can do wedding photography, and since you're not doing photography full time, I'm gonna pay you less, so that you can come and take my photos. Right. <laughs> and and I feel like you know, first of all, you are you make the you should make all the full time photographer suffer because you charge less. And second of all, you're not even enjoying doing it, but you just do it for the money because it's you think it's easy money. So I feel like. Um, but then your photo end up, you know, not, or you may miss a moment or photo is not coming up, like not the same or compared to other photographer is not as good because, you know, they pouring their heart and soul into it, creating the moment, um, or capture the moment through a different perspective. Photography, like wedding photography is, is it's kind of similar to let's say landscape and travel photography, but it's different as well. So you still have to have your own style creatively and seeing the same thing, but in your own creative way. Right. And uh, yeah. So, and then, you know, the compositions and 
even though you capture, and then same thing with capturing the moment, but at a different angle, with your own eyes, will be someone else who also shooting that same moment, but very different because it's just mm-hmm. straightforward. Or if you're shooting through something, or if you doing your own little trick and be more creative and stuff. So it's basically it's not easy, and if you if you have to love it in order to be successful success like to be successful if you're in right. it for the money um my advice you know you're not gonna be able to make it far or make it right. full time well i'm gonna follow your advice because i don't think i could thrive in that scenario um i'm but, glad you can it, i mean I, you must love it like you must really enjoy it um so i started as you know a friend that asked like i told you of one of my best friend got married and she have a small wedding in a beautiful place. So she just wanted me to, you know, capture her, her picture. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be there anyway. And it's a it's very nice cabin and pretty. So I'm going to give it a try. And I didn't even charge her. I would just wow. say, okay, yeah, you just see asking like, how much do I charge? I'm like, I've never done a wedding before. I'm not going to be able to know how much you charge. And you're my best friend. So just pay my ticket. And my hotel, because it's a, it's a, um, how do you say it? Getaway. Destination uh, wedding? Yeah. yeah destination destination wedding. wedding. Yeah, it was a destination wedding in Lavenworth in like beautiful Washington, Pacific Northwest. Mm. You know? So I'm like, oh, I love traveling. It's going to be beautiful. You are my friend. I'm not going to charge you. Just pay my ticket. And that's how I started. But when I, when I was doing it, I was only thinking about travel photography and landscape photography. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful view with the person. <laughs> That's yeah. that was my style from the beginning, right? Small person and nice view. So I was just doing just that, and then taking picture of a moment because I was doing portrait a little bit before. Mm-hmm. So I got to know a little bit of like you know postings and stuff. And then um, the picture came out so nice, and they love it, and I love it myself too. So I'm like, oh, I think I can do this. People were really happy, and I I got happy, and people got happy. So then I'm I'm started to like all the people start to ask me if I want to do you know their weddings, and I started very small. You know, the first wedding was like 50 people. The right. second wedding was like the same, like 50, 100 people. So I'm like, okay, these weddings are small. I'm not gonna like go big because I don't want to you know feel so stressed. Yeah. And then um, every time the result getting better and I can see like, I can see myself like not, you know, hating it and stuff. Um, and then I think when people give me feedback that they love the photo, it's make me enjoy doing it more. Or it when I yeah, it gives me confidence. And when I create a photo at that time and show it to them, they really love it. And that make me feel like, oh, so this... I, I don't really hate this. I actually really like it. And that's how I find out that I actually can do wedding photography. I love that. Starting small and working your way up, man. That's how it should be with everything, just with yeah. any part of photography. Um, Test the like water. Test the water. See if you like it constantly. Um, exactly. That was, yeah, that was what we talked about a little bit on our last episode was just like finding things that interest you. Um, you know, maybe yeah. you might find out you love it. 
I'm sure you didn't really know until you started getting the feedback and seeing how much enjoyment people got out of your shots. I think that's probably what did it for you. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, no one, you know, yeah, no one get out of bed and be like, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Fall into plays and, and I don't know, that's, that's what happened to me, I, I feel like. I love that, dude. Well, man, this has been a really fun episode, and I wanted to thank you again for uh, for coming on and, and sharing your kind of experience with photography. I can't believe you've only been shooting since 2018. That's awesome. The end of 2017. End of 2017. That's unbelievable because so, you're, su- you're super talented, and I can't believe that you've grown that much in, in such a short amount of time. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. That's a lot to learn still. So, but, oh, um, there's always. Learning never ends, man. <laughs> Yep. Never ends. But uh, thanks again, man, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. If you feel this show is of value to you and you're gaining a lot of knowledge, um, feel free to share it to your Instagram stories. Um, Again, I'm putting the show entirely free for you guys, so anything like that is much appreciated. As always, I'm grateful for you listening. Uh, Until next time, everyone, go get shooting, go get editing, and stay focused. See you then.